Hey guys, and welcome back to Go Route Throwdown. Down. It's 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 me, Adam again. <laughs> this is Trey, and we are back for episode two. Glad to be here. This should go better than episode one. It should. It should. Uh, there's there was a lot of growing pains. There's still gonna sure. be. Oh, I mean, yeah, too many. But uh, <laughs> I I do want to say, uh, although it may not seem like much to a lot of people, I do, and I believe you do appreciate the support that we have gotten. Like, I, I did YouTube for, like, five years and had one video over 10 views. We got 13 yeah. in a day. To be honest, I expected about, like, five and a half weeks of, like, straight zeros. Yes, yeah, for sure. And and honestly, it may still come to be that, but uh, we really do appreciate the so we've gotten so if far. you clicked on it first, eight seconds, thank you. We love you. Yes, for sure. And if you clicked on this one for eight seconds, we love you even more. Um, so getting right into it, we're going to start with, Almost as much. with the No Fun League. Um, and I've got a team I really, really want to talk about. There was a lot of doubt with them coming into the season, um, especially from me, to be honest. And that is the Baltimore Ravens. I, yeah. I, thought, I think that doubt was fair. I thought OBJ was going to come in and not play anywhere near as well as he's played, uh-huh. considering his ACL erupted. And then there's also just the fact that they've been underwhelming oh, for since sure. that Lamar Jackson MVP yeah. back when he was like 21. Yeah. And and to be honest, their defense hasn't changed too much. Um, I think they're just finally coming into their own. I think their uh, coordinators have gotten exponentially better, and I think that's where a lot of it's coming from. Um, but the, the main thing I want to talk about today is the Ravens had one of the, the craziest stat line games I've ever seen from the national football league. Um, not an individual performance, not like, uh, a a general, like a couple people on offense performance, like as a team, this is nuts. Um, so, so far, they have led the league in point differential with 115 this point season. differential. Yes, this season. Um, wow. The second place in that is 80. Who's that? I believe it's the charge. No, it's the Eagles. No, it's the it Eagles. can't be. It's, yeah. it's, it's got to be the Eagles. or um, Which is also an incredible team, dude. Like, I mean, I, I think they're probably better. The Eagles better than the, the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. I think it's highly debatable. I could see it. I could see either one. Um, I think that, as of right now, is probably the best chance of a Super Bowl is Ravens-Eagles. Yeah. But you never know. Um, But what I wanted to talk about was the Ravens and Seahawks because in that game, we saw Geno Smith last year winning uh, Comeback Player of the Year Mm -hmm. with an amazingly efficient season, especially compared to getting no touches behind Russ. Yeah, especially Uh, compared to his whole career. Yeah, for sure. Um. But they held Geno Smith to a 46.4% completion percentage when he averages a 65.2% this season. Yeah. 46.4%. That is nuts. He completed a considerable about a considerable amount less than half Nin- of his that's passes. That's 19% less than he's used to. Yeah, which is nuts. Uh they they forced a pick and it it was a weird pick too cuz there wasn't too much pressure it it was they had sent um their outside linebackers out into the flats and so they just had everything covered and geno smith started like scrambling or something and then just 
threw a laser straight to the Ravens defense. To the other team. <laughs> to the opposition. <laughs> um, but that was crazy. They they kept him to 157 yards when he averages 225.3. Again, monstrous defense here. Um, 49.3 passer rating. 158.3 is perfect. And he averages 86.4. 100 less than that. Yeah. He had. Yes. That's shut down. Yes. And then he got sacked four times. That's shut down. He got sacked four times in a game, which, like, you see that a lot from, like, the commanders, but from the Seahawks, like, the Seahawks' I feel like own four, line is... I feel like four isn't but too from, uncommon. From, from a team who's drafted, like, great O-linemen the past, like, four years, like, Charles Cross is a great tackle in the league right now and i mean yeah he he's i agree but i think it's not the craziest thing that they got four sacks i agree but i i still think it's something to definitely oh be definitely noted. i don't disagree um the the ravens the the one thing i will say is they had a lot of trouble holding on to the ball um they fumbled three times that game as a team two of them uh were lamar jackson and one of them was odell but Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and on those Lamar ones, it was... And that's the kind of plays that loses you playoff games. Yeah. Um, it, 100%. Even more so than a pick, a fumble is going to kill you. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of the times with teams like the Ravens, uh, it's players trying to do a little too much too much extra and it like backfires like for lamar it's the spin move like he he can kill someone with a spin move but if you do it in the wrong way at the wrong time you're getting stripped oh pretty yeah. much every time especially by a good defender oh yeah and the seahawks to be honest their secondary is pretty good like Tariq oh, yeah. woolen is nuts uh 6-4 one of the best dbs in the league in his sophomore year i mean i mean anytime you have a c 6-4 db that can move yeah, he's so fast. Like combine last year, uh, or two years ago, whatever it was, he ran like a top ten forty time. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, for a six four CB. Yeah, it ridiculous. That's Anyways, ridiculous. Um, but they lost two of those: one from Lamar and the one from OBJ. They lost those fumbles. But then uh, defender Kyle Van Noy forced a fumble, which. Honestly, it was just icing on the cake. They they he lost was a Ram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Seahawks lost thirty-seven to three. So I mean, it, <laughs> it, yeah. And they had I think it was twenty less first downs than the Ravens. That's crazy. maybe more. Um, and so twenty less. And how many did they have? Uh, so the Seahawks I believe had six, and the Ravens had around twenty-nine. Jeez. Um, Sticks. That's not even. That's not even enough to get down a field. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Uh. So that that's that's ridiculous. Um. And then, Geno Smith, or no, sorry, not Geno Smith. Geno Stone, the DB for the Ravens, uh, had a pick. The team in general had four sacks, and Kyle Van Noy had two of those. This dude just had an incredible game. Oh yeah. Like the the Ravens defense typically hasn't had like a main guy showing out it's been very much so uh, a team effort because a lot of what they do is they run very strict uh zone coverage and then they'll run um marlon marlon humphrey in the slot typically so but when you can have that and 
then also have that guy standing out. Yeah. That takes you to the next level. For sure. Um, And then Lamar, I want to talk about the offense real quick. We got uh two players that just like went bonkers. Lamar had 187 yards, which like you're thinking, ah, oh, that's fine. 80.8% completion percentage. 80.8. He was he was 21 for 26 with zero picks. That is nuts. Yeah, that's uh, freaky. And then he averaged. And people try to say he can't play quarterback, dude. And then he averaged 8.9. That's been wrong. That's been wrong since halfway through his rookie year. <laughs> uh, 8.9 yards per I'm reception. Glad people see that now. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can't not see it at this point. Well, yeah. There's no more arguing. Um, 96.6 passer rating. Very good. Got sacked once and ran for 60 yards on 10 attempts. That's six yards a run attempt for a QB who also threw 80.8% completion percentage. Yeah, he's a beast. And I think he was already an animal. Yeah. But now they're really getting the best out of him. They're getting the yeah. they're getting the best version out of him in his prime. Oh, for sure. And uh we we haven't really seen him on a team with players who can catch, really, other than Mark Andrews. And now he has OBJ, Zay Flowers is like a top three rookie wide receiver right now. Yeah. That dude is nuts. Um, I, I mean, honestly, he's just finally getting surrounded with competent players, and I'm really happy to see that. I'm not. You're not, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> AFC North is nuts. They, they, it has they, been for a little bit. They now. hold, like, the, the top. It's it's ridiculous that all four teams are going to have a shot at making the playoffs. And if, three, if and not the championship or something. And, like. and at least three of them will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, this this rookie. I didn't even know they had a rookie running back because they had Gus Edwards, but I, I think he got injured. Gus His, Edwards has gotten hurt a couple times. Yeah. There's another guy there, too, who they drafted uh, the year before. J.K. Dobbins. He's, he was out for the season. Um. Keaton Mitchell, rookie running back, had 138 yards on nine attempts. So he must have boomed one, right? I I honestly can't remember. But he averaged 15.3 yards per attempt and one touchdown. That's crazy. 15.3 yards per attempt for a running back is is bonkers. But that's unheard of. Like that, uh, and from a rookie, I I do think. Like the younger the running back, the better. I I think like a running back's prime in a lot think, of cases. I think it's like year is like two, two or, or three. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, the the rookie part's not the I, most surprising I think, thing. I well, the thing is, he he doesn't have a lot of experience because in the, the nature the of the position, the that's when they're at their best. Yeah, just because they're more durable, they yeah. they can survive more because they haven't taken as many hits. Uh, but yeah, the the Ravens I think have a real shot at winning something. Uh, I don't know what yet, but they they will win something. Um, and I I'm honestly kind of excited to see them play. But on the note of teams, I want to talk about the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Slow start to the season. Yeah, I want to particularly talk about how they performed last week to push up to four and four. I think they're yeah. surging. I think they have a really good team. Yeah. Herbert didn't play great. Yeah. He really didn't. He he passed like 15 for 30. Uh-huh. Zero touchdowns. Yeah. Zero interceptions. 
and just he ran for like 20 or 30 yards yeah. and the Chargers won 27 to 3 yeah that's I, crazy that's crazy that a star quarterback can play like that they still win. and you can win by 24 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm particularly impressed by that front seven yeah for sure bosa mac and Tuli, I, I can't say his name. Right. Yeah, I got Surely. Tuli Tupulotu. Yeah, Tuli. Yep. Tuli. Continue. Tuli. <laughs> Bosa, Mac, and Tuli were just wreaking havoc. The three of them had six and a half sacks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. The team had, the team had eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then you I have, mean. And then you have Derwin James, who's the, the strongest strong safety in the league. Yeah. <laughs> like, has been for a while that that dude is crazy and i think if they can keep i mean from what i see keenan allen didn't have a good game yeah austin eckler didn't have a good game austin eckler had a better game he Uh, had a he had a decent game but all these big name guys on the offensive end, didn't play great. Yeah. But they came out on top with 27 points. Yeah. I, and a big part of that's the defense. They had a forced fumble uh-huh. that ended up at the one-yard line, so they just ran it in. Yeah. But I think at this rate, if the offense, because they have the talent. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. And if also they Mike get that, Williams is out, I thought. Yeah, he, he's been out. So when that – if they if, – if that comes together and – in theory, it should. Yeah. Then I think that could be a formidable team down the second stretch of this season. Yeah. I, mean, I think they could string together like six in a row. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I I, th- I think uh, you said Keenan Allen didn't have a particularly great game. I think I agree with that. But he did have like a go-ahead first down that was an incredible catch. Yeah. If you saw that. like that, And he passed 10,000 yards receiving with that uh, career. So... I mean that that was just a huge catch for him. Yeah. Um and I think he just really wanted that one to himself, to be honest. Uh I, I, I mean as he should. He he's an incredible route runner. I think oh, yeah. he, he deserves so much respect and I think honestly they should give him more targets. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh and I, I think when Mike Williams gets back, it'll actually help him get more targets. I agree because it'll draw attention because away from him. It'll draw him. attention away from him. Yeah. Um continue. That's about it, I think. Who do you want to talk about? Um, so I feel like obviously there's there's one big name that every media outlet, every news person has been talking about for like the past week because of this game. And that dude is CJ Stroud, rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans. This dude has been playing incredible so far, just already. Um, he, he hasn't been the most efficient, but he's been very efficient, especially for what he has. He has been playing incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's a team that lacks skill positions. Yeah. Yeah. Line. Uh, I mean, I like, I like the running back, uh, Singletary or not. He left actually. Never mind. <laughs> he, he went to the bills. Yeah. Uh, Singletary he's... or not Singletary. Yeah. Was, I was going to say, uh, I can't remember his name. Where where he was number Damian Pierce that's his name Damian that's his name yes yes he left for the Bills, um but I mean this dude generational talent in the making um 
His his game, he had four seventy four hundred and seventy yards on seventy one point four percent completion. That's crazy. Five touchdowns, five, zero five, interceptions. Five touchdowns, zero picks. Fifteen point seven yards per completion and a hundred and forty seven point eight passer rating. If you remember With that team, a hundred and fifty three point eight is a perfect passer rating. Yeah, hundred forty seven point eight. That is crazy. I mean. You almost never see a perfect passer rating. So yeah. for him to even be that close speaks volumes. And, and he's a rookie. <laughs> like, he, he broke the, the rookie one game, like, passing yard record in that. And he he had almost a perfect passer rating as a rookie on a not good team. Like, this, this dude is doing crazy things. And then the last drive, it was a 40-second drive to win the game, and he did it. That's he, like Tom Brady shit. That's like yeah, Pey- it's, that's it's like ridiculous. Peyton Manning. That's like Big Ben shit. That that's like quite literally prime great QB stuff. And this <laughs> yeah. is his first year. I'm I'm so beyond excited for this guy. That's great. Hopefully the Rockets can put it together. They don't have a great track Rockets? record. I'm thinking Houston. Yeah, Texans. <laughs> Hopefully the Texans. They don't have a great track record of record of putting together teams. Yeah. But I so, honestly, in the draft, they've been doing pretty great. Like they got uh, Tank Dell, uh, they got Will Anderson this past draft as well, who was a great pickup for the D line. I think they got another D lineman who I can't remember his name. And their secondary is really the only thing on defense that I would critique, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but as far as and Stroud, they're holding up, I mean, they're three and three. Yeah. As far as Stroud goes, I mean, he passes the eye test with the flyingest of flying colors and the way he reads the field uh and and makes those passes and those reads and like is just able to see literally everything that's going on like a like a heat seeking missile it's 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 quite literally something we've only seen a couple other times in the nfl uh i mean we we rarely rarely see players play to this level let alone rookies yeah. Um, so I, I'm just super happy that uh, the Texans are finally maybe have a chance at something good again. Because I mean, they haven't had the the Texans really haven't had anything since uh, D Hop and Deshaun Watson were there, and then D Hop left, and then like the next year Watson gets traded. Yeah, and he's a woman toucher. Yeah, <laughs> like it. It was just so. It, it, it was so rough. Good for Houston fans. Too. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm not a Houston fan. I'm a Dallas fan. And speaking of Dallas, my boy, C.D. Lamb. That man, when he gets targeted, he pulls through. Uh, 191 is crazy. Six, so he had 16 targets, 11 receptions for 191 yards. Imagine if he caught all 16, bro. <laughs> he would have cleared like 240. Yeah. Bro. Uh, and we would have won the game. Uh, so like, that, that's dude, sad. I know. It Honestly, it was the defense that was from yeah. the Eagles. And so. and I'm not blaming that game on Dak, but they need somebody better to get it done. I mean. They need somebody to push them over the if, hill. It, if Dak played like that. Every like I wasn't mad at Dak at all in that game. No, I, I agree. I, I think he made he made that one mistake on the uh extra like the two point conversion, uh where he stepped out of bounds, but he was sliding on the turf. But, so 
it is what it is. I, if he plays like that more, not even all the time, more, I will be so happy. I think the Cowboys have a hell of a team right now. I mean, you know, they have C, yeah. they have Pollard. They still have that great veteran defense. Yeah. I think that if they get rid of that $33 million yeah. and they bring in some uh, a young quarterback who's mm-hmm. getting it done yeah. and they can add even more pieces to that team. For sure. I think that could push the Cowboys to a championship. I don't think right now, I don't think they get it done. Um, I think they've been in a similar spot for like six years now. Yeah. I mean, I would and say I think, longer. I think it's time to just... I, I would say more like 20 years, to be honest. Um, I, I mean, mean, I mean the Dak Prescott era. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, ignoring Dak, because I don't think he's the biggest problem. The secondary is the biggest issue there, if we were to talk I- about that. Yeah, uh, but as far as CD goes, undoubtedly having his most consistent season ever, averaging 103 yards a game, which is almost 30 more than he's averaged any other season. 103 uh, per game is super. Like Pete, like people don't talk about yeah. something like that enough. Uh, I mean, honestly, people don't talk about CD enough. I mean, that's steady pace for 1,700 yards. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and he's still gonna be like barely a top five receiver in the league that's crazy yeah that is crazy uh but yeah i like i said crazy efficient uh i would just like to see more red zone success from him and the team um but i mean that's that's all i have for players you got anything i want to talk about amari cooper really quick yeah he's 29 the browns were looking at cutting and probably still are looking at cutting him which they shouldn't he's so incredible but last week he just balled out. Yeah. Five targets, only five. Yeah. He caught them all. One hundred and forty yards. That is, I miss him. <laughs> yeah. I miss him, dude. Imagine him in CD, dude. Instead of Brandon freaking Cooks, who we talk twice every three games. Brandon Cooks is a good player, yes, but he's not in the right spot. He's not in the right spot. That he's not what we need. We just got a second Michael Gallup. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't understand. One hundred forty yards. He scored a touchdown. That's twenty eight yards per catch, dude. That's insane. Dude. <laughs> I mean, if if he can put up even close to that kind of efficiency as the season goes along. Yeah then that Browns team is not going to be anything to mess with on at least not on the offensive end. Well, I mean their defense is the number one defense, their defense in the league is right incredible now. Incredible too. Um but as far as Amari Cooper goes, he is super underrated when it comes to route running. His cuts are quick, they're precise, and he gets to his spots instantly, but on top of that, he's 6-2. Yeah. He will get up there and mine. Like <laughs> he will grab that no problem. And his footwork is incredible. He is he is a premier route runner, and people just don't talk about him enough. I think I think he can be a little inconsistent as part of that. I think a bigger part of that is his QBs throughout the years. I mean, like, if you think about it, on Dallas. So, it, no, in, in Oakland, Derek Carr. Yeah. That's a good quarterback. Not the greatest quarterback out there. Yeah, but, but that's you, a good but quarterback. Cooper was also the youngest there. 
that was his first what two three years about three yeah and three, then he, three and, or four probably and then he goes to dallas and he starts seeing more success and then he goes to the browns in his first season there he has crazy success and he's still having great success i think i think honestly they just need to use him more same with how i was talking about cd to be yeah. honest yeah so that's really all i have for amari cooper watch his name yeah for sure i mean we should have been watching his name. Yeah. Like, this this dude is crazy. Ugh. But I I think next up we have NBA. Let's go. Right? All right. Um, so I have a team performance I want to look at here as well. And that is the Indiana Pacers. I, uh, I really have been surprised surprised pleasantly surprised with the pacers have you um to be honest yeah um and and i i was thinking they were going to be good uh coming into the season just because of yeah uh, i kind of i kind of felt it coming yeah that they were going to be i i i'm pleasantly surprised to see it's true and it's not just wishful thinking yeah um i mean tyrese halliburton is what so actually incredible. actually he's he is the premier premier playmaker in the league oh my gosh like if you if you take Luca and Jokic out of the equation next up is Tyrese Halliburton yeah and, and that's like not debatable not even close in my opinion and yeah it's and, not close and he he can shoot he can guard one through like four I know that Jokic and Luca shoot more yeah but Halliburton could smoke them any given time with assists and that's not uh, yeah. everything yeah for sure it's it's definitely uh quality of pass versus volume of course uh, i agree 100 but but when you think about shooting more halliburton shoots at a at a smaller clip but it's like he's efficient. so much more efficient than uh luca and he doesn't shoot at a small clip yeah but smaller because i mean their usage rates are nuts oh yeah um uh, but anyways Pacers versus Spurs. It was a big matchup going into it. Everyone thought like, oh, Wemby's going to eat. Like, who do they have for, for Victor Wembanyama? I mean, maybe Miles Turner, even though his biggest op was Isaiah Jackson. Dude, Isaiah Jackson got up and blocked him off the backboard. Yeah. Isaiah Jackson is like 6'9". I've been on the Isaiah Jackson isaiah jackson train since he got to the league i mean he he is so athletic it's and, insane. and him stepping up now is going to be huge it's, it's exactly when they needed it exactly um uh, but but the pacers this is this is super big because the the spurs so far have been super like they have a lot of big players they've out rebounded a lot of teams and that's how they've gotten their wins Pacers out-rebounded the Spurs 49-36. to And what's even crazier about that is the Spurs' starting five is massive. Yeah, it's all 6'5 like, plus, pretty it's much. It's Zach Collins. Yeah. He's 6'11". Zach Collins is 6'11". It's Jeremy Sohan is like 6'8". Yep, he's 6'8". Devin Vassell is 6'4", 6'5". Devin Vassell is 6'5". He's their starting shooting guard. And Keldon Johnson, their starting point guard, is 6'5". Yeah. Um, so they don't have anyone below 6'5". And they, six, five and they got out-rebounded by 13. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But it gets worse. Uh, the Pacers got seven team steals. Uh, four team blocks, with two of those being four Isaiah Jackson, both on Wemby. Um, and 14 turnovers. 
uh, for Lord the Pacers. Turn in the adoption papers. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> he owns them. Right, right there. You just go to the sideline, and like ESPN, like takes the cameras over, and he's signing adoption papers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Victor Wembanyama. They take it, bring it over to Wemby, <laughs> and he's like, "What's this?" And they're like, "He owns you now." <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, no, but the, I'd be up for it. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Pacers had 14 turnovers, which is like, okay, Spurs had 26 turnovers. 26 is insane. They've, they've had, not they, Wemby's had a turnover issue throughout the year so far. It started getting better, but when you go up against a defense and a rotation as good as the Pacers, like this really shows what a good defense can do to such a young team. Um, any team. Yeah. (laughs) Pacers also shot. 57.9% 57.9% from the field as a team. Great clip. And then 52.6% from three. How much? 52.6% from three. That's crazy. Bro. That's I, had to double check my ear. I had to double check my ears, bro. You, you had to lean it. <laughs> Pull the earlobe. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, That's not and And part of that... Is just we're, having Buddy Heald on your team. We're, we're, we're not even to the craziest part of the Pacers' offense yet. 95.7% from the free throw line. 97.5. How no, many did they other shoot? Way, 95.7. How many did they shoot? Uh, I think they shot like around 30. That's low-key a lot. Yeah. 95.7 on 30 attempts. Yeah. It was it was like so that mid-20s means, to 30. That means they if, if they shot 30... That means they made like twenty eight of them. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. And then it gets even better. Spurs shot forty even better, even better. Spurs shot forty two point six percent from the field. Forty two point six percent from the field. You think like, oh, that's not like the worst. Thirty point eight percent from three. Seventy six point seven percent from the free throw line. That is. That is not that's bad. Acceptable. That's something you have to address as a team. That's that's something Pop is going to scream at them about. <laughs> like, do you think Pop can scream? Pop is known for screaming. Yeah, but he's old. He's really old. Bro, bro's like his vocal cords are gonna burst. They could, bro. No, Wemby literally talked about it. He was like, I was scared for Pop to yell at me for the first time, and then he did, and I was still caught off guard. <laughs> it's like, I was like, yeah, he's like a billion. Uh, he, he looks like a White Walker from Game of Thrones. Oh, for sure. He he looks like, dude. He looks like a like a skeleton, basically. A yeah, skeleton yeah. with hair. He, he's like a he's like a a sack. A, a sack. He's crazy. No, but I mean, all that aside, he's arguably the greatest coach of all time. Um, he, in my opinion, yes, he is. In my opinion, as well. Um, if not, it's Phil Jackson. Yeah. But, anyways, Pacers. Uh, my thoughts on them as a team, as a whole, throughout the season so far, and for what I expect in the playoffs, I don't expect them to go past first or second round. I think second round is where they cap out. Um, but I think the Pacers... I'd even give them first rounds, probably, is where they head out. Yeah, that's fair. But I think the Pacers are very clearly one of the deepest... Uh, teams in the league with 11 players with 11 plus minutes uh in the rotation against the spurs and three more with eight plus minutes and it was all super impactful every pretty much every single player on the team had like uh a double digit plus minus 
pretty much all of them, which is crazy. That is crazy. Uh, because you're you're very. And do you know what it was for the team? Uh, I don't remember. It, it was something crazy though. Uh, it they they just all have such a big impact on that, and they're so multifaceted because of it. Because their roster is deep with role players they are able to do multiple schemes for different teams and things like that and i think that makes them and even even just mid-game yeah you can throw different things at them. Yeah, like if sure. you see they're playing you one way i got six guys who can solve that yeah. problem i i think and i trust them i think in a somewhat weak east right now like a very top heavy east i agree uh i think i can see them landing at like a five or a six seed I could see four or five, four somewhere from four to six. I could yeah. see four to six, somewhere in that like middle of the road uh, area. It's just I I want to see more and I want to see them stay consistent. Um, but I think we're we're starting to see a very new side of the Pacers we haven't seen since Paul George, or even Depot for that matter. Yeah, um, that's what I got for teams. What about you? I want to talk about a team that I feel like is their moment right now, this year. Mm-hmm. The 76ers in this last game, and Bede, he's trying to prove that his last MVP was not phony, and it was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. But dude's getting pressed over nothing. But maybe he'll use it as motivation to win a non Mickey Mouse MVP. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Because he had 48, 11, and 6 on 68% from the field. Yeah. And that was missing his only, and that was missing his two threes. He still shot 68% from the field. Yeah. Maxi is stepping up, showing that he can be a star and a leader. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's, he's a top 10 point guard in the league. 22 points, 11 assists. DeAnthony Melton, they brought in. Great pickup for them. Oh my God. Coming from the Grizzlies. 3D wing. Gonna be huge. Fourteen points, four assists for him. Four assists. I'm I'm surprised by four assists. The stats for Batum and Beverly won't blow you away, but I put them on here because in their combined twenty eight minutes, those two guys, Batum had plus thirty in eighteen oh, minutes. What? Plus 30 and 18 minutes is ridiculous. I think it was 16. And in Beverly's 12 minutes, mm-hmm. he had a plus 27. I mean, that that Batum, like that um, trade, trading Harden away, obviously it was the right move to trade him away. Yeah. Um, but, but they getting got so much so back for him. Much. They got so much depth in return for that. They brought in yeah. Nick Nurse. I think he's doing a better job than Doc Rivers ever possibly could have. Or ever possibly has, to be Agreed. honest. Agreed. I think he's just... That, from the start, has been so great for them. Yeah. I mean, Nick Nurse is is a phenomenal coach. I've said that since uh, the Raptors first got him. I, yeah. Like, when they signed him, I was like, this is going to be a great pickup, and it's going to make him a very in-demand coach. I forgot to put Tobias Harris on here, but he's still doing his thing. Yeah. About what you'd expect from him. I think these – you got Embiid in your prime. You got Harris in his prime. Yeah. You got Maxi turning into a star. Yeah. 
probably are. He is a star. He is a star. We, but he's so young. We could even see an all-star from him, honestly, this year if he keeps this up. They're so deep. I think all the things that have haunted them the last, like, eight years. Yeah. Has all come together this year. Yeah. I think this is the time they they need to win it all. Yeah. I, I think something. Like, this is the window right here. I think something a lot of uh, people don't talk about because Embiid hasn't had a crazy amount of playoff success as a team, but his playoff numbers aren't bad by any means. No. And in fact, although his offensive numbers do go down a little bit, his defensive numbers skyrocket in the playoffs. A lot of people don't know that. He gains a block a game. His uh, opponent field goal percentage goes down by around 10% in the playoffs. Like he's he just becomes a lockdown defender in the playoffs, and I don't think enough people realize that. So I think having people around him that can score is going to help him in a deep playoff run. So the Sixers have one or two losses. Yeah, I don't think people are talking about this team enough. Oh no, I, I, I think agree. I think we're gonna get to the playoffs, and some people are gonna be surprised when they're in the conference finals. Yeah, I mean, I because that is a hell of a team. I mean, it's it's between three teams in the East right now: uh, Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers. Yeah, that's the battle. That's the battle we're and facing in the East right now. Maybe if the Heat want to do their shenanigans and <laughs> and climb to the finals somehow again. I mean, it's it, in my you, eyes they need a they need a trade deadline move. I agree, but you can't rule that out because I've been saying that since they lost in the bubble. Yeah, I and mean, they have, I've, and they've been to the conference finals three out of the last four years. Yeah, so I just think and they've been to the finals two of those times. As long as they have Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo there, and Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero has been playing pretty good too. Very good. Uh, I, I mean, efficiency is an issue, and defense is a big actually. Issue, but Tyler Hero's taken a big leap on defense. Really? Because I, I've seen a lot of his defensive stats. Uh, when it comes to like a field goal percentage, field goal percentage is it like he's not the greatest guy. You, you're not gonna put him on Paul George and say, yeah, yeah. and say get a good contest. But he's I, been more. Ac- he's not the most athletic guy. He's he's athletic. Yeah, but he's been really active. Staying engaged more than he ever has. I have noticed he's his been hands getting, have gotten a lot better. Yeah, he's been getting steals. Yeah. So he's been great. I think as long as that team is together for the next couple years, you can't rule that out with what they've shown us. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's four teams there right now. I, I think the Heat are really good. And I think a big piece of that is Bam, to be honest. I think... During the regular season, this was true last year too. Yeah, I think he's the best player on the team. Really, I, I think mean, I, I I think so as well. I think when it comes to the playoffs, we know Jimmy Butler is just gonna <laughs> he's gonna like turn his game face on. He's gonna lean forward. Jimmy Butler turns into like mini Kobe. Dude, he turns into like MJ. It's crazy. <laughs> That's like literally people were did like you, DNA test. Did you see like <laughs> it was like game five against the Bucks? Yeah. And to send it to overtime, he pushed off, but it's fine. <laughs> Gabe Vincent throws a lob from like almost half court, yeah. like where they inbound yeah. after a timeout. He catches it like this and throws it up and it makes goes, it. it goes falling down. Just a falling hook shot three. Like. 
Or, no, it wasn't a three. It wasn't a three, but... I'm thinking of a different time he made a clutch shot. My bad. <laughs> and so, but just the point is, in the playoffs, you know he's going to be the best. He's going to yeah. be that guy. But in the regular season, this guy, Bam Adebayo, continues to get better. Yeah. And I think he's going to play as the best player on the team right now. Yeah. Just this last Monday. Yeah. It was the first ever Heat 2020 10 triple double. Yeah. But the NBA are full of bitches. And they decided <laughs> to retract a rebound, which I'm kind of mad about. But it's okay. Re- retracting a rebound is crazy work. For a record? That is crazy devious work. work. That's like D1 hating, bro. <laughs> they were like, oh, let's look at the NBA rule book of hatred. <laughs> and they found Bam Adebayo's name in bold print. Edris Adebayo. Edris. I still can't believe his nickname is from Flintstones, dude. Like, that that, that name is from Flintstones. That's, That's crazy. crazy. He had 22, 19, 10, 2, and 2. He wasn't the most efficient. He shot 45%. Yeah. That's not really something he has problems with, though, efficiency. Yeah. So I'm not. it's not something I'm going to be worried about. Yeah. I mean, the rebounds are the thing that really pops out. He's he's six nine. Like this is ridiculous. I mean, if he's getting boards like that, that's game changing. Yeah, and I mean, I we've we've talked about this uh, a lot actually. He's he's a top three defensive player in the league and has been for the past like four years. Oh yeah, and uh, I mean, I I think he should I have won the Marcus think, Smart. I, I think he's. DPOI, I like, agree. I think he's incredible, and I think he can do so many things so well. Yeah. And that's what makes him so good. And on that topic, he shot a three and he made it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not – that was something he was doing a little bit of last year. It was like .7 attempts a game. Something like that. But – yeah, he just kind of walked up into it and he just shot it with confidence. And if he starts doing that, like yeah. Brooke Lopez kind of deal. Dude. I mean, oh imagine. Gosh. Imagine he's like 29 years old in his prime, shooting he's, like 35% from the, three. The thing is, he's doing the reverse Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez started out being like a very perimeter-centric, offensive-heavy player, like post-offense and and like shooting threes. And Brooke then Lo- turned no, into a defensive machine. Actually, no. Brooke Lopez did not shoot a three until like eight years into his career. You're kidding. Well, you can look it up now. Because he, he's the he's the scoring leader and three leader for the Nets. Yeah. So if that's true, that he is didn't, ridiculous. He did not. When was he drafted? Oh, I don't even eight, know. Eight, seven, something like that. Something like that. He didn't shoot a three to like 2015. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Dude. He was just a post-up guy. And then he starts shooting them in his later years in the Nets. And then he got to the Bucks, and he kind of turned into this different, like, spot-up role. Yeah. And now he's one of, like, the better big man shooters in the league. And he's also a top three rim protector in the league, which is also nuts because he didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't, but Bam but, Bam can guard one through five. He can handle the ball. He can pass if you need him to. He can shoot the midi like no other. He can like pass no very well. <laughs> he, he, can, he can shoot the midi very well. Yeah. He can finish very well. He can draw fouls. He can defend as good as anybody. Yep, for sure. I just, 
I think watch him. He's already gotten a lot better throughout his career. I think he's going to continue to get better. Yeah. Um. You, you talked about this uh, a little bit ago with the game you wanted to talk about. Uh, Joel Embiid had a bonkers game on the six versus the Wizards. Um, yes, it's the Wizards, and you're supposed to do good against them. But 48 points on 68% field goal percentage is still, like like you said it, it's crazy. That is uh, ridiculous. He, and on over. I don't for care. Three. I don't care who's guarding you. I mean, this is the NBA. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and then... 11 boards, which I honestly would would have expected more. But then he had six assists. But he wasn't having to get O-boards because he was making them. Yeah. <laughs> it, six assists is, is six what stands assists, out the most to me here. A steal, a block, and only one turnover. Yeah. A, six to a, one on the turnover. A steal, a block, and one turnover to a six assist. The fact that he is handling the ball that much in a positive, like, ball movement way rather than the very, like, post-up kind of weird iso situation that he's been dealing and, with. And and the something the Sixers have been doing from watching the games is yeah. That isn't that's a little different. They do this set where it's like a it's like a four in it's like a f- one in four out kind yeah. of deal and he's he's the one in of yeah, course for and, sure. And they'll go baseline or they'll run a pick with the four man yeah, and they'll just make the help on Embiid think just a little bit, and then, and then immediately zip, it, zip it to Embiid, jump shot mid range, it's open, it, and it's and catch, it, and he just immediately he just immediately pulls it, and that's been working great for them. That's, that's been a great set. Something I've noticed that, I, and that's a Nick Nurse thing. Yeah, so, something I've noticed that a lot of people haven't, uh, and that I don't think it's talked about at all is. Embiid looks a lot quicker in in most aspects. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he can handle the ball better than he ever has oh, been for able sure. to. And, and his jumper looks faster, which has been helping him Agreed. so much. Uh, his hands look a lot faster, and his feet, dude. I have been uh, watching a little bit of Embiid film just, like, every now and then. Because, I mean, he's, a, he's arguably the best uh, post player in the league right now. It's either him or Jokic. Um, and his footwork on those moves are absurd. Like you'll, you'll see those like shacked into full clips of him, like taking seven steps and then hucking up a shot and falling over and airballing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you look at like his general film, his footwork is the best you'll get. And this season it looks even better. And that is something to be feared. I mean, a hundred percent. He's, he's been a powerhouse in the paint on both ends of the court for the past four years and he's only getting better so uh, he he's reaching big man prime soon which is like 31 uh, <laughs> that's that's not an exaggeration no, i know which is which is also crazy that's kind of weird yeah because it's it's either like 23 or 31 because like the, you're greg odin the, well greg odin didn't really put he averaged eight points a game in his career um, but I mean, that's not, that's not an exaggeration. I know it might be less. No, it was eight. I looked at it the other day. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's because so many super tall or very, uh, built people get injured so much is why yeah. it's such a big difference. Um, uh, but if you can get to 31, 
you're you're gold. <laughs> like that's that's the golden years. That's when uh Dirk uh I believe started to like fall down after it was like 31 32 uh tim duncan was timeless he, he was he was the time lord himself yeah tim duncan was probably like 33 when they won that ship with Kawhi. yeah in 2014 in 2014 yeah and then and then he was like 38 when he retired and he was still like a a top 10 big man in the league yeah <laughs> like that's ridiculous and then dirk was like a bottom five big man in the league when he retired yeah guys like, when was that like 2020 uh, oh my no it was 20 it would have oh, been 19 yeah, yeah. or 20 19 or 20. uh it was the 1920 season yes yeah. yes before it yeah like right before it yeah. yeah um i was at his uh jersey retirement ceremony like i got to see that it was so cool if y'all don't know i'm, I'm he, also, in- he also spun a ball for you in elementary school you what told you me know? that you told me that you told me he came to y'all's elementary school no that was jj that wait and he spun that wasn't me I don't know who you're thinking of. No, that was you. Uh, but I'm I'm an all-time Mavs fan. I Dirk Nowitzki is my favorite player of all time. Uh, he was before I even knew that the Mavs were a team. <laughs> like he was the first NBA player I ever saw. Got to see his jersey retirement. I have a signed jersey in a plaque in my room. Top uh, eager dude. Uh, and then I high-fived him at my first ever uh, basketball game I ever went to. Uh, and then JJ Barea came up to my Mavs training camp in seventh grade. So spun a ball in his finger. JJ yeah. Barea, dude, gave I, some inspiration. I was quotes. taller than JJ Barea in seventh grade. That's not an exaggeration. He's what, like five eight, five so six. He was listed at five ten. But you, he's like five six. It's kind of how like you, he's like five, it's kind of how you're listed at six one and it's actually five ten and a half. I hate this kid. Anyways, moving Not as on. much as I hate him. I promise. <laughs> That's a trade guarantee. <laughs> uh, I own him. Um. Anyways, uh, there's there's one more game that I I think we we need to address, and that is what do we need to address? Nikola Jokic, November sixth versus the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't know. Nikola. It is it is Nikola Jokic and uh, Jokic. <laughs> Kind of like Jamie Jaquez Jr. Oh, <laughs> my God. Bro, Jaime Jaquez Jr. I thought you were, I thought you were about to say Junior. <laughs> that would have been so funny. All right, anyways. I Nick- smacked the shell. <laughs> <laughs> enough enough gaffing. Uh, Nikola Jokic. Against, 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 <laughs> against the Falcons. 35 points. Uh... 12 assists to two turnovers. But that's casual though. That that's like dude, light. That's like that's like regular dude, Jokic activities. This, this man is crazy. Um, 35 points is high for the regular season. 35 points is high for Jokic. Yeah. Uh, like uh one one steal, one block, 14 boards. He 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 had 60% from the free throw line. A little disappointing. Thirty-three percent for three. I mean, okay, but he still shoots sixty-two and a half percent from the, the field. field. <laughs> Jinx. You owe pinch, me soda. pinch poke. You owe me a coke. And then uh, he he had a more efficient game uh, before that, but in in my opinion, it was a lot less impressive. It was on November third, uh, but he did shoot. 87.5% from the field and 100% from three. Uh, given it was 
two attempts, but still, it was for 33 points. for five is absurd. For 33 points. That's 30. That's three. That would piss me off if I was defending him. I mean, people talk about being pissed off. Because <laughs> like, like Anthony get, Davis especially. I'd get mad as hell, bro. Anthony Davis uh, in the playoffs, he was like, dude, you can't guard him. Like I, he literally had a hand in his face on a step back from the hash jumper that he did a Peter. On. That's like, <laughs> like that. That that's the kind of like that's kind of BS that will discourage like the strongest minded person. Like like An- this- Anthony Davis is is one of the best defenders on the planet, and he was like getting shaken up by the Serbian shuffle. <laughs> that <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that would discourage like. The, the the securest of people that will that will shake up Kawhi Leonard if he was seven feet tall that will that <laughs> will turn Kawhi human <laughs> that will turn his chat GPT off <laughs> yeah uh, no but I mean it, we we both agree on this Jokic is the best player in the NBA and if somebody with, tries without a doubt if somebody tries to say it differently stop talking. Stop talking. I was gonna insult, but maybe I shouldn't insult. Yeah, don't don't insult our our beautiful beautiful viewers. But who are all tens out of tens. If you think it's Giannis or Embiid or LeBron or Curry, get informed. Get informed. It, it's Jokic. He's, he's the most efficient player of all time. Uh, he is like he's one of the wait, best passers of all time. Well, I I think he's the best passer of all time. He's at least top three. Oh, bare minimum, bare minimum top three. If we we're gonna say top three. He's not two or three. Um, the only people you can put up there, it's like Magic and like Stockton or like Nash. That's yeah. it. Uh, and he clears Stockton and Nash. Like Magic is the only debate I will accept. And I still think Jokic clears. Um. Anyways. So good. Um, he, oh, he's not. And, he's, and, and he'll snatch 22 rebounds too. I, I think he's the greatest passer ever. He is easily the most efficient offensive player of all time. Last no, uh, two seasons ago, his his second MVP season, he had the second highest player efficiency rating of all time, behind Michael Jordan, the '96 season, and he wasn't even in shape. Exactly, <laughs> he wasn't in shape. He didn't even have a good team. He wasn't putting up like crazy. It was a good anything. team, but it wasn't the best. It wasn't like they are now. No, dude, they, their team now like. I, I understand people are going to be like, oh, uh, the Celtics have more stars. The the Sixers have more firepower. But, you, but the, the chemistry... The Nuggets are the Nuggets. a perfect team. Yes. I, the Nuggets are a perfect team. The Nuggets are not the most skilled team. Yeah. Um, They're not the most stacked team. Yeah. But yeah, they yeah. are the ideal team. Um, I mean, the chemistry the Nuggets have for the past, like, three years has been – like, that's why they won the championship. Oh, yeah. Is is their chemistry, the the flow of the offense is impec- – like, if you were to study uh, schemes that incorporate every single player into the offense, it would be the Nuggets. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. There's no doubt in my mind that would be who you study is the Nuggets team with Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Catavius Caldwell Pope, and it was Bruce Brown. I'm trying Bruce to think. Of... Yeah, I was gonna say well, Bruce... I'm, I'm trying to think of who it is now. Uh, they're not playing Christian Braun starting yet. I don't know. It's someone, but that that is a hell of a team. 
That is a perfect team. I, it, It's a team where no matter who you're a fan of, no matter where you are as a basketball fan, you can appreciate Definitely. and enjoy watching. Because um, At mean, least it's, you should. Honestly, <laughs> it's perfect offense. Perfect offense. Good defensive team, too. Their rotations are pretty incredible, too. Yeah. Especially with Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon does not get enough love for his defense, dude. It That... Dude. His his athleticism is crazy. His rotations are nuts. Smart. He's, he's smart. He's got good hands. He's he's like twenty nine, but he's a veteran. He'll like, jump out the gym. I think he's like, yeah, he, I think he's twenty eight or twenty nine. And 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 he's like a solidified veteran and has been for like the past three years, which is crazy. Because I yeah. mean, going from two, he was drafted in like twenty fourteen. Yeah, and then that's nine years. And 2016 is when the greatest slam dunk contest of all time happened. That was like the last great era of slam dunks. That wasn't the last great era. That was the last great slam dunk contest. I mean, we had some. I I Hamadou do it. Hamadou Diallo for the Thunder had a good one a couple years back. I but. I remember Derek Jones Jr. won it, and I was happy because he was a Heat. I fan. think that was like 2018. No, that's 2020. That was 2020? Yeah, surely. Surely it was it was 20 it was 2019-2020 season. All right. And I don't even remember his dunks, but I'm a Heat fan, so go Derek Jones I mean, Jr. <laughs> and I'm a Mass fan, so go Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> that that dude, I didn't know he was 6'6 until like probably no, a year and a half six, ago. He's 66 long as shit. He's hold on. He's six six. He's six six with like a seven foot wingspan, if not long. And it's, it's actually like seven two. And he jumps out the wazoo. He he has like a forty inch vertical, six six, a seven foot wingspan. Like this dude is nuts. He can shoot it too. And and he's a good defender. He's a good defender. He's a really good. Le- he's always been an underrated role player in the league. Oh for sure. S- since he came, he, he was a great. Uh, off the bench pickup for the match. Like you, you get Grant Williams, and you're like, okay, we have our our defensive guy. We have our guy who's going to spot up for us, hit his shots, and defend one through five. Yeah, uh, and then we get DJJ, who's like, oh, a mini version of that, who can also yam on anyone in existence. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's that's how he was. He was part of that bubble Heat team. Yeah, that went to the finals. I remember that. And Omer Yurtsevin that year too. No, Yurtsevin is more recent. Really? Yurtsevin had nothing to do with that Heat team. He wasn't on the team. Yurtsevin? Oh, that was the year the Bucks won. That's when Yurtsevin was good. Yeah, but Yurtsevin didn't do much ever, to be honest. Maybe you're thinking of Kelly Olenek because he was a good player for the Heat. I'm thinking of Yurtsevin when Dwayne Dedman was out in that five-game stretch where he had like – 20 yeah. points and like 15 yours even was a potential guy for me he still could be he's at he's on the lakers yeah i know but which he doesn't, weird. He doesn't yeah, no. he he doesn't play at all which i mean makes sense with the lakers roster but no he really didn't do anything ever to be honest anything ever is crazy but i i mean i think we've covered everything we got i i think we've we've got through Everything we need to get through for the first time. Finally, I'm tired of talking to this guy. I hate this kid, and I can't wait to see him leave. Anyways, uh, I have been had. I can't wait to see him leave. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I've been. I'm had itching Brett. for him to walk out that door. I have been had and Brett. This. Is... I wish Traceville. Not anymore. Uh, this has been go route throw down. down. And thank you so much for down. watching. 